Is anyone else disappointed to be accepting all these cookies on the internet and then not ending up with any delicious chocolate chips? <laughs> I know I am. Today, we're gonna dive in all about what even are web cookies? And are they dangerous? Should you be worried? All that and more on this episode of Where Do We Even Start? Let's find out. Hello, all of our wonderful listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Where Do We Even Start? Misha, how are you doing today? I'm pretty swell, you know, Um, living, thriving, laughing. I've got a little (laughs) bit of inflamed gum, but other than that, really doing well. Just a reminder, kids, floss. Yes, floss and maybe go to the dentist sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, that thing I definitely haven't done whole pandemic. My bad, my bad, my bad. But, you know, speaking of... You know, making sure um, your cracks are clean and everything is, mm. you know, nothing's hiding and lurking in there. You know, can yep. you tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about this episode? Of course I can. So, you know, last episode we talked about advertising. We said, you know, we were going to leave out talking about like too much about targeted advertising because that really starts getting into like cookies and tracking and you know that's definitely its own episode so this is that episode we're gonna be going over what cookies are what do they do what are their purposes but i think i don't know misha where where are we gonna start off because there's a lot to cover yeah i mean let's start at the very beginning a very good place to start. Very like, what? good place to start. <laughs> what are, what is a cookie? You know, I, I think we've kind of yeah. talked about like servers and internet and web pages, but like, um, yeah, in, in the history of web, what's the purpose of cookies? You found out the amazing, or I don't think it's amazing. I think it's kind of de- like not, I don't think it's great why it's called cookies, <laughs> but um, there's a reason mm-hmm. why they're called cookies. Um, yeah, let's, let's start there. Do we want to start with the name or, or start about, about what, what, what they are? Let, let's start with what they are, or maybe like why, like, I guess like maybe like the context for why they were invented. And I can just like give that a little bit. So, okay. Listen, I don't know this name pronunciation, Lou Montuli perhaps could be his name. I, I'd put, I'd put likely, likely that that's how you pronounce it. Okay, so they worked for Netscape and, you know, probably an engineer or coder or something. And they were having issues, some some stores that were trying to have an online store and sell their products online. They were having issues because from what I understand, um, like having their customers always interacting with the shopping cart and like adding things into the shopping cart. It was like taking up too much data on like their servers. So they needed a way to like efficiently have an online store. And so there apparently was this other technology already called a magic cookie. So he kind of like evolved the usage into a solution for these people. So Misha, would you like to tell us what is a cookie? Yeah, so I'd say I'd say let's maybe keep with the shopping cart example because that's a fairly uh, specific um, example of how. But a, a cookie is kind of this like random piece of text that is stored okay. within the files of your web browser, kind of thing. Okay. So when you request a, a you know when you add an item to your cart on Amazon, let's say Amazon sure. is gonna send your you know your web browser a little cookie file that kind of says you know this 
cart has this item in it. Can you go in and find this text item that actually says that? No, because the way that cookies works is they're all kind of encrypted in what's called hashed. So you wouldn't actually see like the name of the product or your, they, they would give you a session ID that's kind of associated with that card at this time kind of thing. So cookies right. don't. So it would just coo- be like, it literally would just be like one, two, seven, nine, five, yeah, eight, yeah, four, exactly. ten. Co- cookies are a, like a robots first kind of tool, if you will. Right. Um, obviously, if you have the means to translate it back, like the website does to show you your cart, like obviously you, you could Amazon could figure it out, but other people can't look at the data. And so that's one thing to know about cookies is that they cannot only really be, they can only be read by the, by the website of the people that placed it on your computer. So they, they are storing data on your computer. Like Nat said, you know, it was originally because if you didn't have that, you, every time you added something to your cart, it would need to like add to a increasingly long list stored on their server temporarily. But this mm-hmm. way, kind of all of that stuff, you know, they can just read it really quickly and all that data stays on your computer. You right. know, very small bit, kilobit sized uh, data. You can kind of look and see how much your cookies right. are taking up. Um, so just like broad level, can a cookie on its own hack you or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. Can, it, can it have like a virus in it? Like, is it is it is it dangerous in, in that sense? Because it, it sounds like you are downloading something on your on your computer, which, you know, you always have to be mindful of what you're downloading. So is there any like risk in that sense? No, in that in that literal sense, like, no, there there isn't a risk because a cookie's uh, what's called a non-executable file, which basically mm. means, well, like, it's just a, a text file. Like, it's it's even, right. si- like, think about a Word document even simpler than that because there's no fonts, there's no text size. Like, all that it is is those ones and zeros turned into characters, right? Like, it's right, a very right. like we basic, about. because the, the, you know, the whole point of the cookie is that it's as small as possible because it's about right. saving um, bandwidth and, and um, server space. So Okay. And I think another another good like kind of um, example or, or maybe something to help understand kind of just like the function of a cookie. It, it's also making this almost like a, you know, an ID for yourself, almost like a membership or like an access card. So your computer is like, hey, Amazon, I like I want this web page and Amazon when they send you back that data that you requested, they do they attach this cookie file back to your computer. Mm-hmm. And so every time you are now requesting things from Amazon in that same, you know, time frame or whenever it is, you know, you're sending that cookie back. So it's almost like it's making this like, connection between your computer and the website, just acknowledging like, okay, this computer is using this website right now, kind of. Yeah. No, for sure. Cool. So it's 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 really not that complicated, but you can do a, yeah. a lot with this technology. Although we didn't actually get so the 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 term came from the term magic cookies, which I think was more of like an application on your computer programming thing. Mm. And so magic cookies uh, allegedly is just like a, I guess a whitewashing of fortune cookies mm. because it's like a cookie. Problematic. It's something with like an embedded message that you can open up is. Yeah. Is, is what we read is the whole thing. See, it's pretty silly. I don't know why we wouldn't just call them fortune. I don't know. I don't know why magic cookies dropped the magic for fortune. Um, I don't but. either. And also, I will say it's ironic that 
the cookie in reference is a fortune cookie. Yet every single website I went to to read about this had a picture of a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, no, for sure. I even think when you like look on your computer, if there's ever like a little icon for the cookie, it's it's definitely um, a chocolate chip cookie. So really, it's just it's it's shading that Asian representation. and We don't like that. Definitely um, is. And this information, like, it was from inlife.co.uk. You know, they allege this explanation. Yeah. We obviously don't know how true it is. But if it is some true, put some respect on the fortune cookie. Thank you very much. Yeah. Not our hill to die on, but a hill that you can investigate and think about with skepticism. Exactly. Okay, so that's generally, okay, what a cookie is, why are they called cookies, which definitely was a mystery in my brain. Um. So now I'm wondering, what are the different types of cookies and like what a kind of each of the different types accomplish, right? Like what's the purpose? Who's profiting from it? Because I know when we think cookies, we think Google's tracking us and everyone's tracking us. And, you know, it's really, it's really dangerous. Um, but I have learned from him, Leron Sejev possibly is how you pronounce their name on YouTube and privacypolicy.com. They had like some really good explanations. Um, I've learned that there's actually a lot of different types of cookies and some of them are very essential and like not malicious at all. Misha, would you be able to give us a breakdown? Yeah, absolutely. So I can look at the most basic, most kind of important cookies. Like this is why like you can actually block all cookies in your browser, but blocking all cookies in your browser will leave out these wonderful types, these delicious session cookies, um, which are session kind of cookies. Very, okay. They're very safe and important. And, and one other thing that we maybe didn't mention before is that a cookie kind of has usually a, like a session, like an ID number associated with you that has some sort of data. Also, all cookies have an expiry, so they have a time in mm. which they will be deleted off your computer because, you know, the point is that it doesn't have to stay there forever. It's, it's temporary data. Right. Um, and so session cookies are ones that are generally, like, definitely not going to stick around for very long. Pro- like, less than a day, usually, is how long okay. those types okay. of cookies um, would be on there. And so those are storing bits of information that are, you know, relevant to your shopping cart. And, um, you know, if you kind of are like filling out a form on a website and go to like a different page or if there's anything on the website that has to, you know, remember who you are, um, that goes into a session cookie. Otherwise, literally every time you loaded a new web page, you know, you might have to fill in something all over again. So could that be like if let's say I'm shopping for clothes or something and I'm on a clothing website, right? And so like like we mentioned before, I added like five shirts to my cart from mm-hmm. this one page that I was on. Then I navigate away from that page and I want to go see pants. So I go to the pants page. Like technically I'm requesting a new page. The yeah. pants page is a completely different page, but they need to somehow be like, hmm, it is the same person who just added these shirts to the cart that is requesting these pants. So we need to like keep those shirts in the cart for like a better, you know, user experience, better shopping experience. So is, is yeah. that kind of like an example? Like that's, that is when an you're, example. you could think like if you spend 30 minutes shopping, that's like a session. It's like your shopping session. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, yeah. That, those websites want to make sure that 
it's smooth for you, that they're remembering things that are important for you. Mm. And so, and nowadays I think we tend to hold on to cookies a little longer than we maybe used to because they mm. they would like you to go back to your cart kind of thing. One one other example yeah. of, of definitely a session cookie that would get d- deleted right away is if you're, if you're on an e-commerce website or you're on any website and you're like searching for something and say you maybe oh. have some filters, you know, you're like, I'm searching for, you know, um, let's say movies and I'm looking at the genre of horror um, filmed in the 1980s, let's say, right? You've like clicked all those little like boxes and it might come up with like six pages of results. The cookies allow it. So when you go from page one to page two, you know, you're still keeping those, those filters still get associated with your browser. If you didn't have any cookies, you would be able to go to page two, but as soon as you like went to page two, I, I think you wouldn't really be able to go to a, a page three because it wouldn't like, or yeah. you know, the, the filters would clear themselves after you refresh the page. Right. And so these, like these, like we said, it's like, you know, an ID, a session ID, it's, it's some, it, it is an ID, but they're not, you know, explicitly storing like your name and who you are it's just Mm -hmm. that server saying like okay computer you know whatever xyz requested this we're sending back this little cookie id and so every time this computer is you know requesting a different page we still know it's the same computer so we're just gonna adjust accordingly so that's kind of yeah like you said these are important and, and without these i think do it at least e-commerce, you know, if not other things would be very obnoxious experiences, yeah. actually. And, and you know, maybe nowadays if we had to delete cookies, um, we could probably come up with another system. Like mm. the cookies were made in a True. specific 90s early Internet um, place, but we don't want to switch because it would break a lot of stuff, you know, it would break. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And they're really not Classic. a big security risk. Or they're not really, you know, I think this is the tough thing with cookies. Um, aside from some very specific hackery things where they're exploiting um, other vulnerabilities and say an operating system or a web browser, cookies are not really a security risk, but they can be a privacy risk. Um, right. Right. And that's kind of up to each of us what our privacy risk is. And, and so for some people, right. a privacy risk could be a security risk. Um but for the type of data in our current governmental context, but you know, um, always got to be careful. Okay, so if if those are session cookies and those are safe and very important, um, you know, mm-hmm. but well, those are temporary, and that's the important thing about session cookies is that they just last, you know, about the time that you are in your session. So what about cookies then? Like, what what what's the opposite? Because that's kind of implying that there's another type. So what what's that? Yeah. So persistent cookies um, are longer. They they stay for a, for a long time. Usually they will still expire. They won't last forever. Okay. Um, but but they do stay. You know, for, for sometimes up to a year oh, wow. or or more. Um, and so, and these kind of come in two flavors, which just are kind of like 
first party. So these would be ones that come directly from the website that you're accessing. Okay. So you, you say you're on the New York Times.com and the New York Times website can send you specific cookies, but the New York Times website can also say have like an advertisement or some social media buttons. And those, you know, advertisements are loading in their own content and they can also send you cookies. So let's say um, Google is their ad provider. And so Google can send you a cookie um, on the New York Times website to do functionality with their advertising. And often that functionality has to do with tracking you and seeing what ads you click on and, you know, tying it back to potentially other Google services. Right. And um, those are called third-party persistent cookies, by the way. Yeah, those are third-party because the, the first party is the website you're on. The third party is this kind of other website that that website is allowing the cookies to come through. For all of these, are they storing the cookies in your browser's cache or cache? I don't know how you pronounce that. But is that where, like, when they say, like, oh, it's downloaded, right? Your browser's storing it. Is that, like, where it's being stored? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is where it's being stored. Okay. And, like, something about the first-party persistent, like, these are also... Like, you know, third party, we'll get into it in a bit, but the first party persistent, like they also have their own sort of important functions. Like that's not really for necessarily like tracking you and your behavior, but it's this a good example for this one is like staying logged in on a website even after you close it completely, right? So you log into Facebook. Imagine you had to log into Facebook, you know, every time. And, you know, those might be your settings, no shame to you, but, you know, that would just be really obnoxious. So that cookie that's stored on your computer, like more long term, um, it's able to so that when your computer reopens the website, the server, it sends the cookie, right? So the server is like, oh, yeah, this is computer, blah, 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 blah. Let's log them in automatically or, or however that works so that the first party persistent yeah although they're on your computer they also have a important role to play mm-hmm. and even with the locking in like i think if you're on private browsing a lot of the time if you say like open a tab open um, a website in a new tab in your private browsing sometimes you'll have to log in mm-hmm. again and that's because that cookie might not be being stored right. that like you know, yeah, like the cookie is also making it. So, yeah, if you open a Google Docs link in a new tab, you're still like logged into your Google right. account in that tab as well as the other right, tab. Right. So, yeah, they, they do things. I would say like one example that I often see is I, I use The Guardian as a news website mm-hmm. and they, you know, they're for free. They don't have a paywall. But they uh, really, you know, they want to tap on your heartstrings to get you to donate. <laughs> so they tell me how many articles I've read that year on my device. Mm. And so they do that by, you know, every time I read an article, they will like, I think, send me a, a cookie that goes along with that. And then they're able to like read the number of cookies of this like red article type right and then you know that's what calculates that so like how many cookies (laughs) are there and they're like oh they have um this many cookies they've read this many articles please give us (laughs) like hello would you like to pay Um, thanks yeah and and i mean and they don't have a paywall but you know a lot of other news websites might have a paywall where you can read like three articles for free Mm. and then you have to pay and usually like those will also um work with cookies. Not always, though. I think there are always exceptions to all of these right. technical 
bits because you can do lots of things lots of different ways. So lots of different, lots of different, you know, people can be creative with how they want to use the cookies, right? And for the find Mm -hmm. new context and find new purposes. But from just like a technological level, they're pretty basic. It's just to be like, hello, this computer is requesting the data. Let's just kind of mark it as like, that's the computer. Like, kind of. It's, It's pretty basic. So how is it now turned into something that was like cookies are everywhere they're so annoying and they're kind of are connected with like this thought around like you said like privacy and everything where do we start you know like what are some uses for cookies that start to get like a bit more i don't know if invasive is the right word but potentially well i think one thing that we maybe haven't mentioned yet and you just said that beautiful word invasive um so i'll use that as a segue into kind of laying out the three kind of types and uses of those those types of cookies by saying probably when you think of cookies the invasive thing you might initially think of is those darn pop-ups that are on every website you visit um right yeah you know i think we're kind of deep in this and and that basic level that yeah a lot of websites and we'll get to why they have to do that later on but suffice to say you've noticed that a bunch of websites are like hey would you accept our cookie policy? Or, or yeah. sometimes they'll be like, hey, what cookies? Can you want to customize your, your preferences of your cookies? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of websites are kind of asking you because now there's, you know, there's changes around consenting to have those cookies stored on your devices. And so often if you actually click into customize the cookies, um, the way that often they're kind of categorized is um, essential cookies. Right. Um, so those would be, the, you know, those ones that we talked about often first party persistent um, or session cookies that are saving, you know, saving your password or saving your user login, you know, yeah. the essential things for getting the websites done, performance and analytics cookies. And so that's kind of helping the websites know who is coming to their site, right. you know, like, how, how how are people repeat visitors? Um, you know, what location are people coming from? You know, how many times do people come to our website? How long are they on the website? Right. How many pages do they request? You know, so those are those types of performance cookies. So, and so, those, so you're saying like the, you know, if your computer has a cookie from a website, those are kind of some of the date, some of the data that they're able to monitor is like, okay, this person yeah. clicked off the website after this much time or they went to this page, you know, from this website. So, yeah. And so, like, those types of cookies are also, you know, they're they're meant to be looked at in a in a singular view. So they're, they're fairly anonymous, right? Although, you know, I suppose if you were looking at a pretty specific news blog or something let's say and you were in hiding somewhere and you know someone went to say oh we're looking for this person who really loves model model airplanes Mm. and we've noticed that that there's this one person who lives in like rural mongolia who keeps you know looking at this model airplane website and they look at it all the time do you think this is where our secret recluse Mm, is gone because you know (laughs) So, so so maybe some way you could get found out by analytics cookies but they're generally not you know they're not um right about you they're about the website right so helping them helping them to like identify yeah. like oh people aren't really staying on our website for very long or like yeah maybe identifying where they need improvement that kind of thing yeah and to look at their look at their trends right, right? you know the the internet makes it super easy for us to know yeah 
how can we adjust? You know, oops, we changed the design of the website and people totally are using it right. less. So let's put it back or let's figure something okay. out. Yeah. And then the last one, which is for certain the most problematic are problematic. Well, I wouldn't say fave, but um, are the marketing cookies. Mm. Um and so those are the ones that are, you know, they're looking at what ads you click on. Sometimes they also are looking at like what type of content you're you're looking like. They might look at like what outfits or what type of, um, you know, items you're looking okay. on on an e-commerce website. It might kind of store that you searched at that thing. Okay. And then might serve you an ad based on that later because the ad might, um, yeah, store that you've clicked on it and then might try and read later or, you know, suggest that you go back to look at that. Um, Well, so I guess that that makes me think of a question because, you know, the mm -hmm. way that we've kind of laid out cookies so far, right, is that it's like a kind of between your computer and the server that you've been requesting the data from. So it feels like it's pretty like one to one. So that leads me to wonder, like, how is it that these third party cookies or these marketing cookies are able to, like, find out all this stuff about you, you know, across different websites when you never visited those websites? Like, so, yeah, like, how does that work? Because if it is a one to one then how, yeah. how suddenly is it like they can access it from all these different websites that you never even intended on, you know? having a cookie from yeah that's it that's a great question and I, I will put a small caveat at the beginning to say that like this is how the technology should work in theory and that some web browsers have actually already started to redesign their browser code how the browser works to limit the ability of marketing sure. cookies to track you across websites. So I'll say that up front that that there are there is movement in this space and by the time you listen to this podcast, we might actually be living in a world where marketing third-party cookies are almost a thing of the past. Oh, wow. Um yeah, but that isn't to say that we haven't all been dealing with them for the past 20 years and that we have a lot of nagging sensations. And also to say that tracked ads aren't going away, but it might not be third-party cookies that are informing your advertisers what to send you. Okay. Well, we'll get there. So can you can you give us yeah. an explanation? How, how would it be possible, like, yeah, that a, a different company is able to collect the data from my computer when I never consented to that? I never, you know, no one gave me a pop-up about their cookie policy. Yeah. Um, so a, a good example would be, like, um, you know, sometimes you'll see like a like button on a website or you might see a Google ad on the website so that, you know, those, the code is on that website that was designed by Google, designed by Facebook. Right. And so um, while they're loading, they can, you know, send you cookies to know about that specific session that you're having on that specific website. Mm-hmm. Um, but because Google and Facebook are making those, they're able to cross-reference the ID from the cookie on that website with, with a, you know, a like button or a, a Google ad on other websites because they'll all have this kind of same um, ID. So eventually, um, you know, Google or Facebook or or a third, you know, a different type of uh, tracking software can start to kind of put together the different types of pages that you visit, the different type of websites that you're on, you know, what you might put in your cart. 
Um, specifically, Google and companies might build their e-commerce stores um, specifically so that when you add something to your cart and then leave it there or when you click on an item, look at it for a while and then leave it, they might actually tell Google, hey, this person looked at this product. We'd love for you to serve them this ad mm. on other websites kind of thing, you know, so that there can there can be some, you know, it's not always just Google's doing it just to be trackies oftentimes the website that you're visiting is totally in on it as well you know they're they're not just like google how did you get on my website (laughs) tracking my users how dare you you know it's 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 you know they put the ad there they put that facebook like button there it's it's kind of um you know you you put a lot of trust into the people who make your websites um you know just like you you trust an architect and engineer to build a building that's safe um it's really hard to tell when you're on a website that's not trying to potentially sell your data yeah. you know if 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 you're not paying you're the customer and and this is really how that comes to life right, that's true so so basically this would be like if i went to a website maybe maybe it, it could even just be as simple as like a really popular blog or yeah you know an article and i, I click there and i'm not i don't have the intention of having google or facebook get any data about me right i just want to read this thing but there's google ads and um you know there's the ability to share the article or whatever i was reading to facebook so that would be an example of like and and you don't even have to like click on those things once the page loads so if that website that I initially visited wants to put a cookie on my computer, that's obviously one cookie I'm going to get. And then Google could pass along a cookie. Facebook could pass along a cookie. And, you know, um, there was a YouTube video I was watching and um, they were just, you know, I'm not sure where they were from. I didn't recognize some of the the website names, but it's possible for websites to put up to like 400 cookies on your computer just from visiting one website. So there's all these like parties and organization and businesses and advertising people who are are trying to, yeah, put cookies on your computer. So I guess it's, I'm still a little bit confused. So like, sure, let's say I visit this website and I get 400 cookies on my computer. Okay. So what, what, what happens after that? How do they get the data back? Yeah. So, so Google, let's, let's, you know, from last episode, let, let's use the example of say like a Google ad, mm-hmm. but this could kind of, you know, generic ad service provider, um, you know, they might have an ad on a website and they need to decide what ad to serve you. Um, okay. And so instead of just taking a blind bid based on say, you know, nothing, they could just choose a literally random ad mm-hmm. Um, at the minimum, they'll know your IP address unless you're using like something like a VPN, which would hide your IP mm. address. But so they know kind of where you are. But all of those cookies allow them to say, um, you know, they personalize the ad. They they say, you know, ooh, this person has visited a lot of blogs, um, you know, that are say around gardening, or we know that they um, looked at um, shoes last week. And so let's show them an ad about gardening shoes, you know, so they they use machine, you know, they use AI to kind of look through all of your things and then they create a profile about you that say these types of ads will probably be most effective um, to this user. And so they they want to serve you what they think you're more likely to click on. So it's almost like your computer is a little basket and you're out in a boot foraging 
for cookies, but you don't even know it. And you're going to all these websites and all the websites are like, oh, yeah, take my mm-hmm. cookie, take my cookie. And your basket's filling up with these cookies. And it would it kind of be fair to say like, so let's say I have like 50 cookies in my basket that Facebook put there because I visited 50 websites where there was some sort of, you know, code from Facebook. So they're like, take my cookie, take my cookie. And then I mm-hmm. go back to Facebook.com because I want to obsessively look at Marketplace so I can buy things. And I mm. unknowingly am like delivering my cookie basket to Facebook going like, here, here's what I foraged for you. And Facebook's like, ah, oh, brilliant. We know what website all these cookies came from because of the ID. So they don't know, you know, oh, Natalie went to these websites, but they're like, hey, we know this computer. And there's obviously a person in front of the computer read 50 articles about how to keep one type of plant alive. You know, let's use that data to bombard her with ads for like an app that helps keep plants alive or like a product. So it's kind of something like that. Like, is that kind of how it works? I know it's a bit mm-hmm. of an analogy, but you know. it, it I think it is roughly how it works. And I think one thing to maybe contextualize that is that it does work that way. And all of those systems are completely automated. Mm. You know, there, there might be humans checking in on them, but none of that works if a human has to be the person looking at all that data and then assigning it to other right. things. You know, Facebook, uh, you know, and Facebook now kind of works on this, like, yeah, categories kind of system. So they'll kind of categorize their users and, and then advertisers can say, hey, I want to target these types of people. Mm. So depending what kind of category of user, user... Facebook thinks you are, they'll target you ads for those types of like categories that it's, right. you know, that it's put off of, right. you know, it's, it's almost like if you were walking down the street or if you were like an advertiser on the street, handing things to people, mm-hmm. you know, you would make judgments and assumptions based off of how that person yeah. looks. You know, if you were giving out, um, you know, coupons for a, um, Rolex watch, mm. let's say, or advertisements for a Rolex watch on the re- on the street, you would probably not be going to like people dressed, you know, f- fairly in a um, casual setting. Yeah. Let's say, you know, you would be targeting people who look very fancy to sell your Rolex watches. Yeah. So the the cookies are are the your browser's way of trying to create a digital version of you that they can say, hmm, right. you know, I I think that this would be most effective. Right. Um, and then a more effective ad fetches a higher price, you know, um, because people are willing to pay more if they think it's going to be effective. Yeah. And so I guess like, you know, you, you might be thinking, listening to this, you're like, OK, so that's the type of data they can collect. Like, what else can they collect? So just um, from privacy.net, this little excerpt. Um Obviously, Mm -hmm. in this article, they were talking about how they can collect like your browsing history, but that's just a start. Tracking cookies can record all kinds of information, search queries, purchases, device information, location, when and where you saw previous advertisements, how many times you've seen an ad and what links you click on. So this is, I mean, it in itself, you know, how dangerous is it? We don't know, you know. So I guess the question next, Misha, that I'm wondering is like, when do cookies become problematic? You know, like if a, if a, this massive websites are, you know, in collaboration with each other, they're, they are collecting all this data. Yeah. Like when does it become dangerous or privacy risk, even on the most minimal level? Because I don't know, it can be hard to draw that line, you know? Yeah. You know, it's 
it's um it's it's tough and i guess i think to me it's this line of like ethics what Mm -hmm. is ethical and what is like i think people people use the term like surveillance capitalism which is a big term but you know it, it is kind of saying that like a lot of the money that we make on the internet is possible because we're really watched mm-hmm. right these people know what websites we go to but we kind of you know you know basically they 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 have a similar thing to our browser history yeah. right and so you wouldn't necessarily share your you don't even want your family to look at your browser right. history yet we kind of let these companies collect all this information to to serve us these ads um, which is problematic for sure. But day to day, the problematic elements don't come out because there's not humans there. We're not feeling judged. We're just feeling maybe targeted by ads, yeah. right? Which can feel a little creepy. And, you know, maybe you're really susceptible to ads and it would be better if you just got generic right. ads. So you but, spend you know, so much money. Yeah. That's kind of where we're at. Okay. But there have been things and, you know, maybe none of these examples used cookies alone. I think I think we're talking about cookies, but also know that, you know, when you're on Facebook, Facebook is tracking your information in using technologies that aren't cookies. Right. Google is tracking your um, information in, in ways that are not right. cookies. Cookies are just one tool, just one tool in a toolkit. Yeah, kit. cookies are one tool. But like your search history and your Facebook click history and your YouTube watch history, those are all those are all served on, stored on their servers, right? Because right? they're not just specific to one device or one right. web browser, you know. Those are persistent. So let's just say... Tracking maybe started with cookies and it's gone a long way. But, you know, things things like some of the misinformation campaigns that we've seen around elections, right. say, you know, the Trump election and the, the Brexit vote, um, those were really targeting people that they felt either, you know, um, they could either disenfranchise to say don't vote or to reach people who've never voted before and to tell them very specific things. Right. So in, in both situations... Um, there was evidence that um, black Americans were targeted to with posts saying, you know, don't vote. Mm, oh, wow. It's not worth it. It's never been worth it. Um, black people, we've, we've never had a choice. Don't go vote. because they know that 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 they're much that, um, you know, overwhelmingly black right. Americans vote Democrat. Um, and so, yeah, you know, you don't you don't even have to tell people to vote for Trump, but they were able to kind of through. Right you know, racially created profiles, you know, and so that's, you know, you can do that a lot of ways. People who are looking at, um, you know, instructions for black hairstyles right. or, you know, lots of different yeah, things. Yeah. Like you things can, that are culturally you can infer specific someone's to race. you. It's culturally specific right. things to you. And those are then potentially allowing you to be misled or misinformed because of that information right. that's had about you. And so it's, you know, who do we trust for this information? Um, And, you know, it's also this this question of, you know, we're in a society right now where our governments are are generally not super. We have we have have stronger privacy protections. But it's this question of like one day, um, you know, and obviously the cookies will expire. But one day, who has this information about you? You know, if if we were going into a, a place where all of a sudden it was illegal to be trans or L- any type of LGBT. Yeah. Uh, you'd be really easy to find out <laughs> right now right. through cookies, you know, what other websites the queers are. So you, totally. you can't find someone individually, but you can really, you know, find the types of people and, and you can learn a lot. Right. Um, so it's like on a small scale, you know, 
if you're just listing off like, well, does it matter if someone knows my search history? Well, I have nothing to hide. Does does it matter if they know what type of device I'm using? No, who cares? Like, you know, on, on a small scale, you could read off the list and be like, well, it doesn't really matter, you know, and like we talked about last episode, you know, the more that you actually click on ads and like purchase things from ads, like the website gets more revenue, Google gets more revenue, you know, there's a whole layer of, you know, how do we pay for this whole thing? But then, yeah, when you start to scale out and step back and look, you're like, hmm, okay, yeah, but what assumptions can be made about people? How can we group people? How can we send wildly different categories of information to different people? And so, yeah, that's that's where the, yeah, the problem lie and it's very messy and i think you know we're not saying go disable all your cookies tomorrow because a they'd still have data about you um and we you know it's really essential to be a citizen of the internet these days right it's it's some people can opt out maybe but but for most of us it's not a privilege that we have um and so i think transitioning into this last section what can you do or what's the point of this i think is to say that um right now there are problematic elements, but on the whole, we're fairly safe. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's not a perfect system, but it's not a terribly dangerous system. But what what would make those systems terribly dangerous if we saw change, if laws were changed right. to give governments more access to, or to give other people more access? Um, and so I think by listening to this podcast, you're educating yourself and hopefully, you know, giving yourself more information to be able to say if you if you see news about a law changing when it comes to internet privacy or, or cookies that you can understand it better because yeah. i think what what some of the huge problems are with things like the cambridge analytica scandal is you know the news breaks people talk about the ramifications but for most people um even the newspaper is unable to really give you that background on what this technology yeah. is and why you should care and, and what it is and so it you know, because it's hard to do that in a in a newspaper article. Totally, and also like on that note too. Even just think about the things that we've we've referenced when explaining this, right? Like we talk about browsers. Um, we have an understanding of like how characters are even sent over the internet in like a string. You know what I mean? Like just just small little mm-hmm. details like this. And we talked about ads and understanding that system. And it's just like if you didn't have that information, like yeah, you could still understand cookies, but. I think you can really have like a, a, an actual like deeper understanding of it and like connect those really important dots. Like you get, yeah, you can't ignore it and you can understand it on a, you know, more surface level, which is so good. But I think hopefully, you know, if you listen from the beginning, this is all, you know, coming together and like connecting in your head a little bit deeper. Yeah. And when, and then I think we're, we're about to talk about, you know, what are the laws so we can mm-hmm. get a little bit more, but, but one thing um, I would also say just around learning about cookies is that I think this was one of the hardest episodes for us to do because so much about the internet is designed to be free and open and accessible and welcoming. And when you get into this cookie space, you start to see some of the tensions between the giant players and the small players Mm. of the internet that have large economic interests in, in the internet working in certain ways. Wow. And so, you know, you'll you'll get information from VPN websites or, um, you know, or straight from Google or uh, websites that are talking about um, like 
search engine ads kind of thing. And it's really hard to to look through all of those biases because all of those information sources have a lot more bias yeah. than maybe they might when they're just telling you about the HTTP protocol. So yeah, it's, it's a difficult one for sure. It's very true. So I guess in terms of, you know, we'll go over in this next section. Like, let's start off by maybe talking about what are some key stances on this from like a government, some governments, um, their perspectives and maybe some companies. And then we can maybe end off with like, well, if this whole conversation has concerned you and you're like, ah, I just accept the cookie policy. I don't even read it, which is me. You know, maybe what which what is, can you do? Which is fair. Yeah. It's yeah. Who wants to? I mean, it's <laughs> Yeah. So let's start, you know, we're in Canada. Uh, In Canada, our laws are not very specific about cookies. You know, I think in most of the time it's it's about the sense of consent. Um, And so the Canadian laws say that that anyone is reasonably seen to be consenting to cookies by just using a website, Mm. by using a website and not clicking the I don't want to use cookies box. Oh, that's shown to be showing consent. Right, like if you so, don't go into your browser and if, if you don't turn on that setting, it's like, all right, then you didn't say you didn't, so, which is flawed. Yeah, exactly. Flawed. Canada kind of gives this, like, default consent, which is um, not really giving us much protection, I would say. No, and not really um, how consent works either. No, it's not really how consent works, Canada. You can't just tell by what a person's doing. <clears throat> but... Um, I think this is kind of closing that loop on those admittably annoying cookie pop-ups is the European Union um, and their GDPR, which is their, uh, I believe it stands for General Data Privacy Regulation. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, tweet us about (laughs) it and let us know. (laughs) Um, And so the, the GDPR is a pretty wide sweeping um, internet privacy regulation. You know, it it, it talks about a lot of things, but specifically one of those things is um, getting consent around cookies. Um, And so, you know, sometimes it's blanket consent. Sometimes you can customize and say which ones you want, which ones you don't. Mm. Um, And so those regulations from the EU are really, you know, what has caused websites everywhere to do it? You know, websites in Europe, you're for European-based companies, can can get fined okay. um, if they don't use Makes it. Sense. In practice, do that many people get fined? Hmm. Not always, but um, I uh, see. Yeah, so you know, a very so basically every website you you visit, which is from a European company, right. will, will have those pop ups. So basically, what that kind um, of means is that the European GDPR, they kind of took a look at the situation and they were like, "Hmm, we don't really think that it's ethical, you know, or very fair, possibly constitutional. I don't know how their whole system is set up, but you know, for." <laughs> people to have cookies downloaded on their computer without explicitly giving like consent to it like they deem that as like yeah. we think that's messed up we don't want that to happen so they they went ahead and wrote this law and like put it into place whereas canada has not made that distinction specifically yeah and so canadians and, and americans and other internet users although maybe less so in china hard to say mm-hmm. um would benefit um from those changes, right. right? Because we still get their websites, but we're not actually legally protected in any right. way. Yeah. Okay. And so we are we are digitally protected in some ways because I think 
um, Safari, both Safari and Firefox, which are kind of, um, I think, I guess the number two and number three browsers. I'm, I'm not 100% yeah, sure. They are. The, the, you know, they are. Yeah. Uh, they have built in some built in kind of protection right. specifically around cross site cookie tracking. Which is like the third party. And so they've, which is those third party marketing cookies, the ones where you, you know, you get the cookie on one website and then the other website's able to read right. it. And so they've both kind of built some um, AI based um, systems that try and make it so I think it kind of sections off those cookies. So they exist maybe on the one website where you got it, but they block them off from being able to read to be read on other okay. websites. Okay. So, I mean, right um, off the bat, so th- if this really concerns you and you're already using Safari or Firefox, you've already got a level of protection that you didn't even know you had, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Google is also moving away from third-party cookies. Okay. So they, they've announced by 2022 mm-hmm. um, that they're going to kind of remove third-party cookies from Chrome. It's unclear if it's all third-party cookies or just a similar to Safari and Firefox. Right. They're just trying to make it so that, you know, you block the tracking yeah. elements of third-party cookies. And so it's an interesting move for Google, which really tells you, it, you know, them announcing that tells you all you need to know about um, Google's ability on the market. Yeah. That that I think uh, a small internet ad startup, let's say, third-party cookies might be really essential to them. Right. Cause, cause, how else would they? How else would they get their data about their users, right? Like, you need to utilize yeah, exactly. other websites. You know, you you could offer a really bespoke, expensive ad. You know, that pays out a lot to websites, and maybe you could get a website to put your ad thing, and you could build it with cookies right now. But Google's going to make it so you kind of can't do that anymore right. for <laughs> privacy. But it, it's also kind of it's shutting out new entrants to the market that they right started with right google google never would have gotten where they were right. without third party cookies true. but now they own they have so much data about people anyways yeah. they don't even <laughs> need it, right, right. From, from your google searches from the things you click on from uh, uh the things you you know there, there's just so, there's such a wealth of information that, that google can have about you is they're they're actually like oh no no the third party cookies might give our competitors an right. advantage and it's privacy and it's privacy. Yeah, they're like, you know, it's, oh. it's, it is a good, it's a good thing. It's a good, it a good thing. thing. It's just also the context now yeah. in their, um, now in their benefits, you know, <laughs> their Google is not doing this just because they care about your privacy. No, no. They're also doing this t- to cement their position right. as a, as a market mm. leader. So it's kind of you know, like, always hmm. a little dangerous when the public interest and the private interest totally. align. It's like now that we, um, now that we are confident, we can get the data straight from our users. Exactly. And we, do we personally, our success is not connected to third party cookies. We are deciding that they are not cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So what can people do now? Yeah, what do you yeah. suggest? Well, you know, here's the thing. There, like we talked about at the beginning, there are cookies that are necessary. And, you know, when we say necessary to the website's function, I think what that really means is like it would be extremely obnoxious if you didn't have them. Like yeah. you would technically. You would, you would notice. There might be some, there might be some e-commerce stores where like you actually couldn't purchase things through the cart because they like rely on cookies. But, you know, if it. It doesn't have complicated system like that. Like you could still use the website if you reject the policy. Like 
you're good to go. So just keep that in mind. You always have the option to reject the policy. And if you you can actually read it and see like, okay, this mm-hmm. is what I would be rejecting. You can think, how is that going to affect my experience on this website? Doesn't matter. Whatever. So that's, yeah. that's always an option. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, to put that caveat is that uh, it is an option to reject the policy, although usually rejecting the policy still will store the essential mm-hmm. cookies. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> usually the websites will still put the essential cookies, even if you like um, are saying, I don't want the cookies just right. because they don't want to be broken. And I think by you clicking, you know, there's some sneaky legal loopholes, but yeah, right. you, you can also in your browser um, go to your privacy settings and block cookies that way, right. which is kind of the most secure because then you're not trusting whether or not that website is, is blocking them or not. Cause some, cause sometimes you'll, get that pop-up and they've already loaded Mm. a couple of cookies and then maybe they delete them all the second you like say it versus if you truly block all cookies in your browser you won't get them right but you definitely will run into websites that will not make work as advertised makes sense and then so another option you've got is that you can browse in incognito mode um because they don't i believe they say that they don't store cookies on incognito mode you know they might still store some i'm not 100 percent sure but that is an option just just the sessiony kind right. of cookies and they're also cleared as soon as you close your incognito right mode. okay so there you go if you're like omg i probably have one million cookies on my computer <laughs> you can go and clear your browser's cache or cache if anyone knows how to pronounce that please at me um if you want to just start fresh and like doing that will also delete the essential ones, like the important ones, storing your login information and stuff. I guess you could do it individually, you know, but if you have a lot, that might be a lot of work, but that always is yeah, an option if you want to start fresh. You can usually do it maybe by website. Mm. You can't, you can't usually delete individual cookies. Oh, really? Okay. Um, JK. But yeah. But also I think most like as long as you're not in the middle of buying something online, clearing your cookies shouldn't be too much of a hassle. You might just have to click remember me again or type yeah. your password. Although, you know, <laughs> if you really rely on those tools, I was gonna say it's difficult. Although although most web browsers nowadays have an embedded password manager. Mm. So that kind of also makes those other systems not quite as is vital anymore. You mean the one on Chrome that's always telling me that um, 23 of my passwords are compromised and I choose to ignore it every day? Well, I don't use Chrome for, you know, Google privacy-related reasons, if we're being honest. I I prefer. Also, let's be honest, it's kind of battery, but also my computer's been plugged in for about the past year and a half straight. (laughs) So I guess that's actually less of a concern right now. Wow. Um... But yeah. Well, speaking of that, there are like your whatever browser you use, there are extensions that you can get that won't block ads. Because as we talked about last time, the ads are kind of an important part of this weird internet ecosystem for everybody. But they do block certain types of cookies um, that could be harmful to you or that you might deem something that you're not interested in. So yeah, those are just some options. But of course, we empower you to Google some more, watch some YouTube. There was a pretty good YouTube video from um, Simply Explained that I also watched. I kind of did a quick breakdown. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to follow up with us more or if you have more questions, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We're at Where Do We Even Start? W-D-W-E-S um, podcast on Twitter 
and on Instagram and on TikTok. And on Gmail. Yeah, and and our our Gmail is is that at gmail.com. So you can send us an email if that's more your speed. Um and yeah, we we'd love to hear from you from all all of the dozens of you, or maybe this is the future and, and we've made it big in the world of podcasts. Um, but yeah, we, we'd love to hear from you all. And we hope you all stay safe in these these times. We really do. And, you know, if you're a cookie expert, if you're an internet expert, if you're a safety, security, privacy expert, if you just want to send us a story about cookies because you want to talk to somebody because you're bored because it's a pandemic and we're all bored, email us. We'll respond to you. Or e- I'm going to Misha not, not getting permission from Misha before I say this. So let's go ahead. If you have a follow up question, like if you're like, oh, can you guys explain more about that? You never know. We might be willing to make a little mini sode expanding on a topic that was maybe a bit unclear or providing some more facts. If you're lazy to Google, we understand. That's why we made this podcast. For sure. Yeah. You, you could send us even like a voice note oh, love that. on Instagram. Yeah. Or you could send us, um, if you go to our Anchor page, uh, anchor.com slash WDWES, I'll link it in, in the description. You can send us a voice note there and you could even be featured in the podcast with your voice that. note. Love that. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's collaborate. You know, we'd love to, we'd love to answer your questions live, pre-recorded <laughs> on air slash the web. Love that. <laughs> Um, All right, everyone. So take care, all of you beautiful people. Yes, go eat some cookies. All right, eat some delicious cookies. Okay, bye.